the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and it often feels like in California we are broadcasting clandestinely behind enemy lines. And we have a great foot soldier in that fight today. If it weren't for the Pacific Justice Institute and the folks that run it and the person that founded it and created it, we'd be losing a lot of fights. And I'm talking about Brad Dacus of the Pacific Justice Institute. They are involved in an aspect of the fight that I like to call lawfare. That is warfare in the courtrooms. And Brad, welcome to the Unite Inland Empire radio show. Oh, Greg and Don, it's great to be on the show. Thank you. Well, thank you. And there's a lot of hot topics to get to tonight. There is a full frontal assault on homeschoolers. There's a full frontal assault on the kids that are being indoctrinated in the public education institutions, otherwise known as elementary school. Say government-run schools. Government-run schools. And what we'd like to do is get your thoughts, first of all, on those topics. And then um, we'd like to get your uh, – let's start off here, Brad, if we could. This is a midterm election. Can you give us a sense of, from your vantage point, how important this election cycle is for California and the rest of the United States? Uh, It's very important. For California and the United States, particularly when we're looking at um, the Senate for purposes of future court nominees and approvals, uh, if uh, the left takes gets control of the U.S. Senate, uh, which they might, I don't think they will, but they, they might, then uh, we're talking about a major roadblock for President Trump appointing uh, justices that respect the Constitution and our fundamental constitutional rights. Uh, such as free speech and the right to bear arms, et cetera. Uh, so that's really at the very high priority is keeping the Senate with people who uh, respect uh, judges who don't want to uh, dictate the law and change the law, but people who want to um, actually just uh, apply the law as it is written and apply the Constitution as it is written. Uh, in addition, the, the House of Representatives, of course, that's important as well for a different reason. We're looking at uh, fiscal and, and budgetary issues mm-hmm. where we could have a, a major roadblock and even attempt to, to raise taxes. I read this morning how uh, there's some leaders on the left uh, there in the House uh, that are aggressively speaking about raising taxes again, hmm. repealing in the, the tax cuts. And, of course, that would be uh, economic uh, stupidity and um, a major uh, hindrance to our uh, economic development from a, 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 an economic policy perspective. We know that the the Democrats have been historically, and the liberals and the left have been historically hostile to religion. And you know, it all goes back to Karl Marx, and religion is the opiate 
of the people and through the court decisions by liberal judges uh, restricting religion in the public square. And But California is taking it to a whole new level. Every year there are, there are more bills, some pass, some don't, further restricting religious liberty. And I don more up a little more on the current bills than I am, but one of the ones is, is the homeschooling bills. They, they want to exploit that uh, tragedy in, down in SoCal where the, the, family, where the parents horribly abused their children and will be homeschooling. So therefore, we need the government to step in and regulate and try to control homeschoolers. What's going on there? Right, right. Um, yeah, let me. Yeah, let, let's, let's talk about that because that's very important. Um, this this legislation that's pending before the uh, the state assembly um, and we uh, go to the state senate uh, is very dangerous because uh, it uh, it basically on several fronts. One is it it uh, creates a committee, and this committee is going to be investigating uh, three different areas. Um, and decide whether or not there needs to be greater government controls and how to control homeschooling. You know, one is with regards to the curriculum, and that okay. is going to investigate the government, state of California, coming in and dictating to homeschoolers uh, guidelines and standards that they have to teach, telling them what they have to teach. And the ir- irony here is one of the main reasons a lot of parents homeschool is they don't like the leftist garbage. That's in there. Are the textbooks, the history textbooks, sociology, math, even, uh, and all the the LGBTQ indoctrination material. And yet, we can expect that to be a part of the ultimatum coming down uh, through this committee if this committee is formed because of legislation. Uh, another area of of concern, of course, they say is is uh, new mandates for health and safety, and that would be uh, they could, this committee would come down with with policies and. Procedures where the government, whether it's social workers or fire captains or whoever, will be able to come in and have to come in on a regular basis and inspect the home, inspect the the, the house to make sure it looks like it's a healthy and safe place by the government standards. And it's so. And if they see something that they think is unhealthy, boom, that can be a trigger right there to remove the children from the schools. And we've seen this happen at Pacific Justice Institute. We've seen this happen to families. Uh, on multiple, multiple occasions where it's a pretext to take children from families um, that are doing a great job with their children and, and the uh, children's uh, you know, upbringing education. Hmm. So I mean, that's, uh, a, that's an... Go ahead. But the thing is, it's not just, well, we, sure, I mean, who would object to wanting children to be safe? But that assume, which are, there's an assumption, which is totally incorrect, that these government inspectors are going to be neutrally applying some neutral health and safety standards. Oh, oh correct. Right now we have social workers very, uh, you know, subjectively on their own, just uh, deciding and defining for themselves what's healthy and safe. I know there's one case, matter revolved in a lot years ago, back down in San Diego, and social workers said, they need to take the children, they need to... You know, take the children from this family. The house was too messy. And the judge said, you know, the judge said, look, um, you know, I'm willing to bet that this, this family is a pretty normal family. And, um, you know, I, you know, do you, you think that most of the children south of the border should be taken from their families? Um, because he said the judge, according to the judge's opinion, their standard of living and, and where they're living is actually above that of, of many children and other families in, in other countries. He says, so he said, he said, social worker, you're being unreasonable here. You're, you're, you're applying a standard that is just very uh, insensitive and unreasonable to 
the diversity of parents and families. Um, so yeah, exactly right. We can see this kind of abuse taking place and, and stereotyping and even even cultural and ethnic um, discrimination and targeting under the guise of health and safety. And we've seen that before take place uh, by the government, especially here in California, where there's a tremendous uh, ethnic and cultural uh, discrimination against uh, against others uh, of, of different backgrounds here in the state of California. If that voice that you're hearing on the United I Radio Show sounds familiar, it should. It's Brad Dacus of the Pacific Justice Institute, and he's joined us here on the United Inland Empire Radio Program to talk about a full frontal assault on Christian people of faith and religious liberties and the notion that parents should be able to decide what their kids are taught. Um, we got to take a quick break, Brad, but when we come back, I want to talk more about Assembly Bills 2756 and 2926, which are the, is this pair of bills that uh, some say are designed for improving protections for homeschooled children. Uh, what we're learning is that nothing more can be further from the truth. We'll be right back with Brad Dacus of the Pacific Justice Institute. After this word from Ed Hoffman of Wholesale Capital Corporation, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hey, Larry Elder here. Now, if you're a homeowner thinking about refinancing or you'd like to be a homeowner and aren't sure where to start, call my friend Ed Hoffman at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Rates are great right now, and from what Ed tells me, there are a lot of great opportunities out there in real estate. You need a lender you can count on, and I can vouch for Ed. He'll deal with you straight and advise you like you're part of the family. Just give Ed a call at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. I know Ed. He's a good guy. He'll talk to you like a friend and won't make you feel like you've just walked into a shark tank. Now's the time to buy or refinance. Give my friend Ed Hoffman a call at Wholesale Capital Corporation. Again, 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or visit him online, wccloans.com. 855-640-2020. AM 590, the answer. This is Assemblywoman Melissa Melendez urging you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday afternoon at 4 p.m. on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. Joining us on the Newsmaker line this uh, this afternoon is Brad Dacus. He is of the Pacific Justice Institute, and he defends uh, across the country the... uh, uh, need for f- families of faith to find protection in our courts from uh, any kind of law or effort to uh, impede uh, our practice of our faith. We were talking before the break, and then we want to get to a couple of other uh, bills about these two, this pair of bills that are supposedly designed for protections of homeschooling, 2756, 2926. Brad, um, is this the first time that you have seen this kind of effort to regulate homeschools? Oh, no. We've seen other times in attempts to regulate homeschools. In fact, uh, we at Pacific Justice Institute, uh, when the law was a little more gray and murky, uh, had to litigate and take a... We had an appellate court case where we definitively won and established that parents do not have to be credentialed teachers in order to homeschool. And unfortunately, that's the third point that is trying to, this committee was going to be investigating is whether or not, whether or not 
to now require explicitly in the law for any homeschooling parent to be a licensed credentialed teacher. Of course, that would wipe out 90% of the homeschoolers. Of course it would. And they would leave the state, and we would have lots of houses hitting the market and our economy uh, tanking. Um, I mean, it would be it would have huge economic ramifications, much less the egregious violation of parents' fundamental rights over the education of bringing their children. So that's the, the, uh, the another thing that's very ugly. But but their intent, their, the intent of this legislation is to establish the foundation with this committee for them to come up with rules and regulations, both in terms of health and safety, in terms of curriculum, and in terms of of uh, teaching credential requirements to make it very difficult for parents to homeschool. And the goal is to, is to get these parents to be intimidated so they put their kids in a public school so they can indoctrinate these kids, have more power, and also more money coming into these school districts uh, because of that. It's, it's very diabolical, and the teachers' unions behind it, the LGBTQ radicals are behind it, and their movement, and we at Pacific Justice Institute have testified against this, and we're doing everything we can to pre- keep this from becoming law. Uh, and not having to uh, litigate against these new regulations uh, should this become law and new regulations be adopted and implemented. The intimidation factor you mentioned is, is really important because you know, maybe, because there's good Supreme Court law, U.S. Supreme Court law, about the rights of parents over their children. Yeah, so if, if you want to litigate, if you want to you know, fight for the rights of your, of, over your children against the government, yeah, you may ultimately win. But the real, the real purpose is that most people will be intimidated and they will submit to the government and what the government wants of them rather than fight and risk losing control of their children. So that intimidation factor is a really big factor here. Oh, it is, because, see, the average parent out there, they can't hire a private attorney to step in and litigate and spend 100000 on defending their right to homeschool. And that's why we at Pacific Justice Institute are so strong in this area of defending parental rights on a number of fronts, parents who have their kids in public schools, parents who are homeschooling, parents who have social workers, you know, hounding them and knocking at their door, threatening them. Because parents cannot uh, defend themselves. And that's why we at Pacific Justice take on more of these cases on the West Coast, particularly in California, than any other organization in the country, bar none. And before we move on to our next topic here, people can reach you, particularly having they're having problems themselves, they can reach you at pacificjustice.org, pacificjustice.org. I'm right, saying, and they can also get our, our, our updates and our resources, including opt-out forms, to protect their children. If they have kids in public schools, we highly recommend them to go to our website, where we click resources at the top, and then click the parents, and then look at these opt-out forms. They can download them, sign them, check the boxes, sign them, put them in, uh, if there's, with their child's school, and it's a tremendous legal protection to protect children from hideous, outrageous things uh, that are in public schools right now. And I got to say, your website is a must go to place for anyone with kids that are both in public schools or private schools, uh, any person of faith, because you continually list updates on cases that you're involved in. Uh, you know, when the proverbial camel's nose slips under the tent, warning parents and uh, citizens about new. Uh, efforts to, you know, just basically peel back their rights as citizens. Now, there's another uh, law that uh, is proposed having to do with, uh, well, actually two things. One, relating to sex education in the schools, and the other having to do with those that would counsel people with gender confusion, making it illegal 
for pastors, for family counsel, uh, for family therapists to in any way counsel individuals that are seeking advice or therapy regarding their gender confusion. This is just this is an all out attack on free speech, isn't it? Oh, it really is. In fact, you know, right now, right now, the existing law makes it illegal for anyone under the age of 18 who wants counseling to help them uh, work through and resolve their same-sex attraction or gender identity issues, uh, say, from a biblical perspective. It makes it illegal for them to get counseling from a licensed counselor. That's the law right now. But what this does, it's, even, it's much worse. It applies to everyone, including uh, people over the age of 18, number one. Second, it applies not just to conditions for licensed counselors. It applies to anything dealing with goods or services. So this could be a ministry that advertises. Boom, they would be limited based on this language. Say there's a book, there's a bookstore, a Christian bookstore, a church that's selling books dealing with uh, overcoming these these issues and having victory in these issues uh, in some way. Um, They would be breaking the law as well and could be punished uh, severely. Uh, And then even, even conferences or church retreats that are addressing these issues and having people maybe come and giving their testimonies, uh, they also would be banned and prohibited in the state of California. So this is an egregious violation of the First Amendment, free speech, free exercise rights of uh, mi- people in ministry and individuals if yeah, this, this passes. This one is so bad, it might even not even survive in the notoriously liberal Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals, but it's significant in the sense that this is where the Democrats are coming from, that they, they, this is what they want, that they don't like the First Amendment any more than they like the Second Amendment, and so much so that they would actually that they want they, they now want to ban books on the subject. Right. They want to ban. They want to ban. It would ban books, ban counselors, uh, ban uh, conferences, perhaps church retreats. Uh, it would. So it, it's 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 like something from you know in history. You know that you would look at it and say, "Oh, this is a terrible thing that happened in that country." You know, and yet. That's what. That's how extreme the left is in the state of California. How uh, discriminatory, how censoring uh, they are in a very dangerous way. You only have a, a probably a couple of minutes, more minutes with you here. Is there anything else that you'd like to tell people about what's going on, or what we should be doing about what's going on? Well, regarding this legislation, I highly recommend them to go to our website, which is PacificJustice.org. And there they can take a look at our press releases and look at these bills. And then they, we also encourage them to try to contact their state legislator and let them know their opinion about uh, these bills in particular, these two, uh, the one that attacks homeschoolers, the one that attacks religious freedom and uh, the rights of counselors and, and, and ministries. Uh, because if these pass, you know, we, yeah, we at Pacific Justice Institute, we're, we're going to be there and we're going to, to litigate them if they pass and they're, and they're implemented, uh, you know, in particular, uh, the one attacking uh, ministries, et cetera, that would be more immediate uh, than the other one that would need new regulations to come down to attack. Right. But but we don't want to have to wait for that, you know, and so we want to get to stop these bills. So go to our website, uh, pacificjustice.org. There you can also download to get our legal insider update. It's our, our weekly newsletter, email. It's fantastic. We have other great resources there, including the opt-out forms to protect children all throughout the United States. Yeah, and, and one of your press releases, by the way, is updating on this uh, homeschooling issue that originally it came out of committee on the uh, April 11th. Hearing has now been rescheduled for April 25th, Brad, ostensibly because of the pushback 
from people in California, they want to ga- gather a little more feedback about this uh, before they actually uh, bring it up for a vote. So folks can get that kind of insight and that that kind of advice. Who to call even in your press release, the members of the Assembly Education Committee, their phone numbers, it's all right there. It's a great resource. Last comment, Greg. One last thing here is 70-80% of the people in this country identify Christian. They may not go to church regularly, but they say, you ask them, they're, they're a Christian. Yet, our side is consistently getting thumped in the political arena. Ann Coulter once said, for Christians, the big thing is taking care of eternity. Could you show a little courage in fighting for the most consequential country on the earth? Why aren't Christians more courageous in fighting for what they believe in in the public square? Right. Uh, any thoughts on right. why, why aren't Christians more courageous in fighting for what they believe in the public square? Oh, yeah, I, I thought that was a rhetorical question. So, yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. I'll no. tell you, yes, I, I good, yeah. No, it, I think, um, I think a part of it is, unfortunately, is the, is, is really a love, is really a, a love crisis. And, and let me say where I'm going with this. If people really care about people, if Christians really care about people outside their church walls, are they going to care, care about their community? If they really truly care about people in their community, they're going to vote. They're going to go to the, the school board meeting, the city council meeting when something's coming up. They're going to call their legislator. Being involved is a barometer, is a measurement of love, and whether the extent to which they have love in their heart for other people and loving their neighbor as, as, as themselves. And as we love more, as we care more, we're going to be more involved and more active and, uh, and really uh, make a big difference for those who need it the most, particularly uh, our children. All right, Brad Dacus of PacificJusticeInstitute.org. Thank you so much for being with us here as you make your way out to the Palm Desert for a, another uh, an, another interaction with the public. We appreciate all the work you do across this great land. Thank you, Brad. Thank you. It's always a pleasure, and I, I look forward to, to appearing to show in the more in the future. God bless. You will be. God bless you, Brad Dacus. We'll be back with more on the Unite Inland Empire radio show after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, President of Wholesale Capital Corporation and host of the main event, which airs every weekend here on AM590, The Answer. I'm proud to be a part of the effort to make America great again, not just by supporting this station and conservative movement, but also by helping people achieve the American dream of homeownership. Whether you're looking to achieve that dream and you need financing, or you already own a home and you're considering refinancing your mortgage in order to lower your payment, shorten your term, or pay off high-interest debt, or if you're over 62 and want to look into that great financing tool known as a reverse mortgage, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, toll free day or night, 855-640-2020. I'll give you all your options, answer all your questions, and walk you through the process. And don't forget to listen to my show, The Main Event, Saturdays at 10 a.m. and 9 p.m., Sundays at 8 a.m., right here on AM 590, The Answer. Licensed by the California Bureau of Real Estate. Broker license number 01147747. And California Finance Lenders license number 603K610. Also licensed in Arizona by the Arizona Department of Financial Institutions. MB number 096199. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. One of the ways in which uh, private citizens are standing up is by pushing back on SB 54 that protects illegal 
alien criminals and all across the Southland of uh, cities and counties are pushing back and opting out or joining this lawsuit against SB 54 or even just doing a resolution. Beaumont this past week did this and is, is, look around, look on social media. It's going to, there'll be other events coming up, including on the 23rd of this month in Upland. And it's so important that patriots uh, show up and push back at these events. It really, really, really makes a difference. So we'll talk more about this in our next half, but this is just a, this is a great way in which you can make a difference. And when we are making a difference, we're actually winning some of these battles. And in California, that's a really great thing. But we can't take that win for granted. I want to let everybody know that at the Beaumont City Council meeting that happened this week, where it was a narrow victory, three to two, that's narrow because one city council person that flips over and it's two to three and it doesn't pass at that meeting. The chair of the Democratic Party of Riverside was attending that meeting. They are taking notice. They are organizing to push back on this. So do not take it for granted that we've had these victories, that we can push back on them, and that it's just going to happen because there are citizens out there that are following this. This is this is an all-hands-on-deck pushback. So if you're in the city of Upland, if you're around the city of Upland, the 23rd, Go to that. We'll put more information on the UniteIE.com Facebook page. Uh, More after the break. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We had a lot of private citizens that came out to the Unite Inland Empire conservative conference on April the 8th. Um, I actually have seen video that I didn't even know was out there about the uh, confrontation with the protesters where Katie Hopkins went down. You, I was there. You were there. I know. You were in the video when she went down and tried to have a conversation with them. And it was particularly poignant today when I viewed that because what I found was that um, I had previously been listening to Charlie a video of Charlie Kirk, who was at UCLA this past week, and then also uh, he was up at Berkeley. And there were people all throughout his talk. He had uh, – who's the gal that does uh, Red Pill Black? Uh, Candace Owens. Yes. He was there with Candace Owens. And people would not, the people that were there to protest this would not shut up during the entire uh, lecture. And they kept saying, look, just wait your turn. We will get to you. But what you're exhibiting right now is the fact that you're, is your stupidity. You can't even be civilized. And that's all we're asking for you to do is to be civilized. And they kept standing up and interrupting him. Like I said, like we talked about with Brad, the left and the, even now the liberals, they do not like the First Amendment any more than they like the Second Amendment. So it wasn't stupid. It was a conscious and intentional effort to disrupt the speech and prevent people from hearing a conservative point of view. You're exactly right. And the thing that occurred to me when I was watching this video of you guys and Katie Hopkins going across the street to engage the protesters who were there ostensibly to, uh, I mean, a lot of them were what I would call brown shirts and a couple of them were wearing Shea Gravera shirts. How disconnected do you have to be from reality to wear a Shea Gravera shirt? What you're saying is that you like socialism. You like oppression. You like people living at the tip of a gun. Right. Che Guevara was Fidel Castro's hatchet man. Enforcer. Yeah. Right. So he, I mean, so it, he's a communist 
tyrannical mass murderer, and that's who they revere. And no pun intended, right? They revere Rivera. Right. (laughs) But I'm watching these people, and Katie Hopkins goes over there to talk to them. They're the very first thing they do is whip out their bullhorns and start yelling in her ear as if that's going to help resolve any kind of a divide that exists between no, it these was two to, groups. I was the, it was it was the guy that got on this bullhorn was to prevent anyone in in their group from hearing her so they could, so well, exactly. it was it was to shut down any discussion or dialogue. Exactly. Just, just like they were doing at these events for Charlie Kirk and Candace Owens. Exactly. And just like they're trying to do with these bills up in Sacramento that would, would, would even ban books they don't like. Shutting down dissent because they don't – they believe, you know, this, this whole thing about this uh, uh, sh- you know, criminalizing individuals that would – I mean, if you have somebody out there that is suffering with some kind of a gender-related issue and they want counseling because they realize they may have made a – uh, a mistake in life and they want counseling right what you're doing is criminalizing those people from going and getting help absolutely that's and, it you know I, I thought i thought the other side said they were pro-choice but i guess it's pro-choice they're not they're, they're only pro-choice on killing unborn children anything else school seeking counseling what books you read what you're allowed to post and read on social media all of those things they're not pro-choice exactly right and then when it comes to choice, the sex we didn't really have a chance to get into this with Brad, but the changes to the sex, sexual education laws and requirements in elementary school, junior high and high school are even more egregious now because they, you know, they're they're trying to teach abstinence, right? Or alternative ways to have sex. Might want to turn the radio down if you have a youngin in the car. But alternative ways to have sex that will uh, mitigate the risk of having uh, of conceiving a child, and it gets really, really graphic in this in this education and this curriculum. Is, and they're running the stuff down as low as elementary school. Yeah. So the indoctrination and there, there's a larger political effort to this. It's not just quote sex education unquote, but it's part of what of what we call cultural Marxism to undermine the cultural traditions that have that underlay our country, including the judeo Christian traditions and principles that underlay our country, and it's part of, of a much larger effort to undermine all of those things and achieve their desired socialist utopia at the end of this and of course socialism never never for some reason never quite turns out to be the utopia does it interesting no it doesn't interesting when you look up cultural marxism so if we've used a term here on the united inland empire radio show that you don't uh recognize and you go to google to look it up now cultural marxism is a real term cultural marxism is a real belief cultural marxism is a real political movement inside academia originally but it's now spread into you know the entertainment industry it has spread into elected officials that practice cultural marxism uh it's spread into nearly every institution in america but you go to look up cultural marxism in google here's the definition cultural marxism in modern political parlance refers to a conspiracy theory which sees the Frankfurt School as part of an ongoing movement to take over and destroy Western culture. There is well, no... You, you go ahead. I was just going to say, there's no conspiracy theory. 
These people are very clear. They're very outspoken. They use the term themselves. If you can't trust Google, who can you trust? And that, and that's also part, that's a, that's a whole other related issue of how these social media companies have become these uh, very, very powerful political actors because they control the platform. It'd be like the phone company back before the internet. If the phone company was to monitor your phone calls and control and censor the, the, the people they didn't politically like. This is what's happening on Google and Facebook. And by the way, there are things you can start doing right away. One is don't use Google. I use a very I use a search engine called DuckDuckGo. Funny name, but the search engine works well. And so what don't support our political enemies at Google that are trying to undermine the principles of this country and help the Democrat Party don't use their services. Here's the extent to which the left goes to demonize people that would dare to use the term cultural Marxism and ascribe it to the political views of the left, particularly in academia. There's a there's a piece in Vice called Unwrapping the Culture, the quote, cultural Marxism, unquote, nonsense, the alt-right loves. You might have heard the term thrown around by figureheads of the new radical right. This is what they're talking about and why they're wrong. Now, the very first thing that they cite in this piece is a fellow by the name of, and this name might be familiar to you, Anders Bering Brevik. He was the guy in Norway who killed I think pretty clear, pretty close to 80 people. He uh, took a gun to an island where the children of the, essentially the the government were uh, vacationing uh, or they go there for some kind of summer camp. Yeah, summer camp, as well as eight people in bombs that he detonated outside the prime minister's office. So immediately what they're doing is they're taking a lunatic and they're using that to attach it to this cultural Marxism name in order to demonize those of us that have unwrapped the package that they're trying to stuff down our throats. And we've identified cultural Marxism. Again, it's their term. Right. Andrew Breitbart pointed out the the culture is upstream of politics. The left has understood this for decades and only belatedly, grudgingly, slowly is our side beginning to understand this and push back. But culture is vital. It's more important than necessarily who wins the next election because it determines who wins the next generation. Yeah, it's absolutely necessary. They go on to say the trope of cultural Marxism has been steadily gaining traction. You know, there's a lot of tropes that the left likes to use, like sustainability, like um, diversity, like safe spaces, those tropes are gaining traction as well. And I think that they're the ones that are a lot more dangerous to Western civilization than the recognition of what's at the root of this leftist movement in America. we got to take a break on the United I Radio Show. We'll be back after a word from our sponsor for this half hour. All-Star Collision, the place to go when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 
951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. Car Star All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. This is Senator Mike Morrell asking you to tune in to Unite IE Radio every Saturday at 4 o'clock on AM 590, The Answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And Coulter aptly observed that immigration is the most important issue because it determines all other issues. And we're seeing part of that playing out across the South Line, as you mentioned, as communities and activists and patriots and Americans stand up against the Democrats' SB 54 that protects illegal immigrant criminals so they were free to continue committing crimes on Americans. And one of the great leaders of this movement of is Robin Vinston of We the People Rising. She is practically everywhere. If you see her on social media, it's San Diego. I think in one, in one, was it one day you were in San Diego and out in Beaumont this past week? Or those different days? That's, that's correct. I went all the way from San Diego back up to Beaumont. So it was a full but very exciting day. And those were two victories in one day. They were huge victories. In fact, uh, President Trump tweeted about the San Diego County Board of Supervisors, congratulating them. And so that was very exciting that we actually had the President of the United States acknowledge and, and praise the work that's going on in California. And that's not the first time that you've actually had interaction with him. You had an interaction with him way back in the beginning of the campaign at the Lux Hotel uh, when you brought to his attention the uh, uh, Angel Moms and that that whole movement, if you will, that was, uh, uh, you know, families who have lost children or family members to illegal alien crime. And he first became aware of you guys at that event and then featured you at campaign events all across America. Yes, that was the Remembrance Project. Maria Espinosa is the founder of the Remembrance Project. And we had the opportunity to meet personally with then-candidate Trump, who's always been very supportive and a champion for the families that have lost their loved ones through the acts of those illegally in the country. So, yes, President Trump has been following the issue of illegal immigration. And, again, uh, we do feel like we have a White House that's on our side. And what's amazing is that Donald Trump was the only candidate, and even among all the Republican candidates, who would give the Angel families, people who have lost their, a member of their family because of illegal immigrants, he was the only one who would even give them the time of day. Absolutely. And uh, he not only listened to and sought to help, but again, he has been a champion of these families. And he's probably the first politician uh, of notoriety that's really taken hold of this issue and really been a huge support. In these meetings, is it important that people show up and and speak their two minutes or their three minutes in support of... Uh, a resolution or joining the lawsuit or opting out of SB 54? It's crucial. It's important. It's imperative that the people show up at these meetings to support the councils and the supervisors that are taking the stand. It's absolutely crucial. 
And one thing to keep in mind is there is a lot of media. We need our side to be standing up, speaking out, and a presence in the media as the spotlight is focused on this issue and in Southern California. What's coming up? I know that we have Upland coming up on the 23rd. What else is coming up in the near future uh, in the Inland Empire region in terms of city councils or counties considering taking action on SB 54? Well, there's rumors of all sorts of cities, and we think those will be going forward this month. However, it is a done deal. (laughs) It's certain there is going to be a meeting in Upland at the city council meeting uh, this Monday, April 23rd. We're asking the public to arrive at 6 p.m. because we are going to have protesters. (laughs) They're arriving at 6 p.m., so we would ask the public to also arrive at 6 p.m. at the Upland City Hall. And we have the information on our website uh, as well as I can give the information yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. Give us the okay, uh, you, give so, us the URL uh, for your website. We just go to wethepeoplerising.com dot com, and the address and the time again. That will be the Upland City Hall Monday, April twenty third. Be there before six p.m. before the protesters get there, and the address is four six zero North Euclid. Avenue in Upland. Also, the very next day, the city of San Dimas also has this issue on their agenda. They also will be inundated with protesters, so we need the public to show up that day as well. So that will be Tuesday, April 24th at 6 p.m. at the City Hall in San Dimas. These are very important city council meetings, and we desperately need the public to show up. You fill out a speaker card, you go to the podium, and and you can make your statement very simple. In fact, that's probably advisable. But we need the public to show up. We need the public support. Now, I I just want to make a mention that um, you say show up at 6. I would even say get there at 5.30 or 5 because there's probably going to be a line to get in. And you want to make sure. Here's what happens at these uh, city council events. The the, uh, folks that are standing in line get first come, first serve for the seats. If the opposition gets there soon enough, they will literally prevent anyone else from getting into the council chambers. So it's important to get there as early as possible. I've seen this happen before. It's important to get there as early as possible, number one. Number two, um, you don't need to be a resident of Upland in order to speak at Upland's city council meeting. If you're a resident of the United States, if you're a citizen of the United States, you can go in and speak. I mean, we have illegal aliens that go in and speak at these city council meetings for Pete's sakes. So if you're a citizen, you've got every right to be there. So Robin's advice is good. You don't have to go there and make a complicated argument uh, in opposition to SB 54. All you need to do is make your voice heard that you oppose these illegal, unconstitutional actions by our state government. Um, Uh, You're exactly right, Don. And keep in mind, just as you said, there are lines to get into the council chambers. There are those that have to stand outside. So your advice to get there very early is excellent. 
The protesters are arriving in Upland and San Dimas at 6 p.m. So, yes, it's advisable to get there as early as 5 or 5.30 in order to get a seat. And please, we need the public to show up at these meetings. This is very, very important. Right now, of course, if you're opposing protecting criminal illegal aliens, you are, in Jerry Brown's words, a lowlife. Now, of course, it's the same Jerry Brown that said if you oppose paying higher gas taxes when they're, all, when they're already squandering the highest gas taxes in America, you're a freeloader. So that's what, that's what uh, Jerry Brown and the Democrats think of you. But in terms of citizenship, you know, it's, up to, it's up to you. If you want your state to protect criminal illegal aliens, then do nothing. If you want to protect yourselves, your family, and your fellow citizens from criminal illegal aliens, you need to show up and push back. Absolutely. Show up, speak out, push back. We need this to be, we need to be part of a revolution. That is actually what Mr. Trump has been calling what is going on in Southern California. A revolution. We're standing up to our government, to Jerry Brown, and we now have political institutions. It's so exciting. City councils and county supervisors that are taking the stand against Governor Brown and the lawlessness in California. And it's a really great day. It's very exciting in California to be involved in this movement. Political movements or even military military campaigns, sometimes one side, they, they, they push too far, they overreach, and they suffer a defeat. And this may be the issue where these the far-left Democrats, as if there's any other kind, <laughs> have pushed too far is because there's polling data that even from the liberal UC Berkeley had a poll that 71% of Californians, even in California, oppose sanctuary cities. Very important, very important numbers. We have to take a quick break, Robin. Hang in there with us because we've got another segment. We want to get your uh, input on a couple of other things. We have to take a break to recognize the folks that sponsor this program. Make it possible for us to be with you every Saturday at 4 p.m. on, uh, and sometimes at 8. After this word from All-Star Collision, the place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of rock and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire radio program, the radio show for the most important political office, that of private citizen, you folks listening to us. And there are a lot of citizens taking their responsibility for defending the, the republic seriously who are showing up at city council and county government meetings all across Southern California to, in order to encourage these groups of elected officials to take a stand against SB 54. Robin, SB 54 is not about deporting uh, illegal aliens sitting in the comfort of their living rooms, not bothering anybody. This is about preventing law enforcement 
from getting the folks that are in jails and prisons as they're being released back into the community. These are people who may have committed crimes before. They're in jail because they're suspected of committing another crime. So most, so all of these people that Governor Brown is protecting are individuals who have committed crimes or are suspected or alleged of committing crimes, correct? That's exactly right. This is the the shocking focus of the sanctuary state law, SB 54. Literally protects illegals that are in the custody of our law enforcement. For example, the bill states that if a person in the country illegally is apprehended driving drunk, and if the charge is only a misdemeanor, ICE cannot be contacted. Again, a drunk driving person in our country illegally charged merely as a misdemeanor, ICE cannot be contacted. And another feature that occurs with this law, if a person illegally in our country is taken into custody and bails out of the system, ICE cannot be contacted because the law only allows local law enforcement to contact immigration authorities if it's a serious, convicted felon. Wow. And as you know, in our state, many felonies are plea bargained down to misdemeanors. And when that occurs, then that person in our country illegally, when they're released, the law says local law enforcement cannot contact immigration authorities. And I don't know if this is... it's an issue of public... Safety. Absolutely is. I don't know if this is an SB 54 or some other law, but I understand Governor Brown changed the number of days that someone serves when they say you got a year sentence. They He changed the number of days from 365 to 364 because at 365, they're required to turn over these people to ICE. At 364 below, they're not. Uh, this is, this the, is, this is the, the effort that Governor Brown is going to protect these people. Exactly. This is another shocking law that was enacted in our state. And I actually attended a workshop for immigration attorneys where they were teaching them that using this law, illegal aliens uh, in custody, you could not contact ICE because the sentence was 364 days instead of 365, one full year. So it's going on even as we speak. Uh, 30 seconds. Aliens are taking advantage of this, their attorneys, and they're being released back into our communities. Again, it's an issue of public safety. So great is the Democrats' desire to promote illegal immigration, which they favor, that they're even willing to protect illegal immigrant criminals and care not one iota about how many Americans are hurt in the process. Activist Robin Vidston, thanks for joining us to give us an update on what's unfolding across Southern California. Thank you for your work. Be safe. We'll be back next week with another edition of the Unite Inland Empire radio program right here on AM 590 The Answer at 4 p.m. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.